Better, smarter, faster. The neural network needed to power the digital ecosystem of healthcare is poised to transform care both inside and outside of hospital walls in traditional care settings. Meaningful data analytics positioned in real time to drive better diagnostics, intelligent operations, seamless care coordination, and integrated telehealth. This is the future of connected healthcare. We talk to the experts about transformational roadmaps for this evolving landscape, what's working, what's needed, and how we get there together. Welcome to Healthcare On Air, presented by Verizon. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I am Leah Sims. I'm the marketing strategy lead for Verizon's healthcare practice, and I'm joined by my colleague, Karen Finger, who is an innovation principal for our healthcare practice, and our guest today, Jeff Bennett. CEO of Higgy. Welcome, guys. So glad to have you on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. We're going to be talking about consumer health engagement. We're, we're, we're going to be taking a deep dive in how we bring connected care into communities of need, address health equity issues, uh, and create doorways for patients who might not otherwise have access to traditional care services and really get them into managed care uh, and into the care spectrum. So, Jeff, I'd love to start with you. Um, I, I don't know how many of our uh, listeners and viewers are familiar with Higgy, so I'd love for you to share uh, what Higgy's all about, uh, what the vision uh, for what you're doing there, uh, and, and how you're driving that vision today, and then we'll talk about what we're doing together, uh, Verizon and Higgy. Well, thanks, Leah. Thanks for having me today. Um, I think it all I guess, starts where, where we, we, we've laid out our mission, which really was to meet people where they are, which I think is an overused term today, but we started this over 10 years ago. Uh, really to make healthcare more accessible. Uh, and we've uh, started that with placing uh, health stations, which are FDA class two medical devices in the community uh, that were free for the consumers to use. We put them in points of trust uh, and allow consumers to screen, take their blood pressure, take their weight, uh, sharing their, their risk of heart attack and stroke with the ACC risk test, ADA risk test. Uh, and as time went on, uh, we've expanded this to be an omni-channel platform, so we can do many of these assessments also through mobile and web or through QR code. We're identifying their needs. We can give them suggestions on the vaccines that are appropriate to them. We can also fill out S2H assessments to help them find those resources. So it's it's engaging the consumer through very easy-to-use um, uh, journeys that are both in Spanish and English, uh, identifying what those needs are on the, the individual and then navigating the resources that are appropriate to them. So that's kind of the beginning of Higgy that a lot of people know. Uh, and then what we've done over the last couple of years is we've expanded to, to not only uh, support you know, our, our customers, which are many times uh, Medicare Advantage plans, managed Medicaid plans, ACOs, or health systems, but we also can monitor patients. So now we've built digital pathways using content from the American Heart Association to drive behavior change and, and, and and education around things like stress and anxiety, smoking sensation, uh, and medication adherence. Um, and you can use the station um, or you can use home-based connected devices. And then for the, the polychronic population, we've actually put a dedicated care manager there that can really be an extension of the primary care doctor to look at that data, monitor that data, and, and drive escalations back to uh, back to the uh, uh, back to the doctor when there's an urgent issue. So uh, in summary, it's it's a platform to make healthcare more accessible. It's omni-channel. Uh, it meets the consumer in in points of trust to really onboard them and identify the needs uh, that they have, and then we navigate them to the resources that are appropriate. 
That's awesome. Uh, thanks so much. Uh, I know Verizon and Higgy um, are both committed to this idea of transforming patient experience at the digital front door. It's certainly something that we're uh, solutioning around. Uh, we spend a lot of time as a healthcare practice talking about how we bring connected care out of decentralized uh, care settings and out closer to community uh, and where patients really live and need to have access. So I know you both uh, have had a lot of conversations about how uh, we can connect our goals with those uh, that Higgy's advancing. Karen, talk to us a little bit about this partnership, how it came together, what the big idea is, uh, Verizon and uh, plus Higgy uh, together, and uh, how we're going to innovate together uh, around virtual care and consumer engagement. Yeah, uh, thank you for the question. Thanks for the overview, Jeff. Um, yeah, I'm very excited to be here to talk about our partnership together. Um, you know, in my role, as part of my role at Verizon, I'm one of our practice leaders for our connected health ecosystem. And so we look at, you know, we're, we're responsible really for understanding all the big industry trends in healthcare around, you know, tra helping to transform the model to value-based care, right, accelerate that, enable innovation across artificial intelligence, telemedicine, virtual reality. And really, you know, one of the big things we're seeing is delivering on that decentralization of care and and then the collaboration really among the tech, you know, uh, technology companies, uh, a lot of our strategic partners and partner innovation uh, 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 partnerships, along with then co-innovating with our health systems, our payers, med tech companies, retail health, um, pharma, everybody in that, you know, all the healthcare stakeholders. So we look at all that and we, we think about how do we align you know, Verizon's core assets around our network connectivity, our 5G edge compute infrastructure, our uh, cloud transformation capabilities, um, our IoT platforms, and again, our, our strategic innovation partnerships and everything we have going on there with emerging technologies. So as I was thinking about that in, in my role, um, you know, and, and just also my background uh, in building out telehealth and telemedicine platforms, one of the big, I guess, uh, drivers and pain points is, as I would talk to our retail health partners, as I would talk to our provider partners and payers was they were all looking for how can we scale, bring out more digital hubs, virtual care clinics, if you will, through telehealth and telemedicine out into the communities. And so I was kind of thinking about as Gary Lynch, our, our global practice lead, would say, what are some big intergalactic ideas? You know, <laughs> so, so we would talk about like, let's, you know, Verizon has this great scale and distribution channels, right? And and the, this, the network. So how do we leverage that and really help improve and drive improved patient outcomes across, you know, what we call the, the quadruple aim. So extending access and enabling health equity driving cost out of the healthcare ecosystem around infrastructure optimization, around clinical enablement. How do we improve the provider and patient experience to remove, you know, relieve those big administrative burdens? And lastly, you know, how do we ultimately improve the quality of care for underserved communities and communities at large? So in, in thinking about that, <clears throat> it was, you know, wh where do you get started and what's the win, win, win for everybody, right? Providers are we're looking are looking to how do they extend their capabilities into communities 
for patient acquisition? How do they identify in a role captured? How do they bring in consumers, members, patients into their ecosystem? Uh, how do retail health uh, providers, you know, they're all now getting into primary care, right? How do they drive people into their, into their stores, into their footprint? How do the payers do risk stratification? Um, and so, you know, for uh, managing those chronic care uh, patients. So as I was thinking about this, about like, where do you get started and, and what do you need to come together? Well, you know, as, as a starting point, you need the digital hub or virtual clinic and you need to put them out into the community. And so I thought, well, we can leverage the retail health locations, the footprint, right? And, and then again, you have to tie in, you have to have providers to sponsor those where you need providers to see the patients and providers need a place to send their patients. So the thinking about this, I thought, well, I did a little research on well, maybe you know, what's going on, who's doing some of this today? And I came upon uh, Higgy, who had these smart health stations. Yeah. And so I researched a bit more about Higgy, researched more about Jeff Bennett. Uh, reached out to Jeff on LinkedIn, just kind of coldly, blindly on LinkedIn. He accepted my invitation. We started having some exploratory conversation. Literally, probably it's been, I think we're coming up on our two-year anniversary. We've got our matching velvet jackets now to solidify the partnership. And together we're building, you know, a connected healthcare, as Jeff said, omni-channel ecosystem that, again, can meet patients where they are at these community points of trust, um, help identify them, uh, and, and, and the care that they need, navigate them to the right, to the right type of care. And so really serve as that digital front door, the patient care and access. Well, and the timing is uh, powerful too. I mean, we're, we're sitting in a, in, in a point in time where there's this almost perfect storm of intersecting factors coming out of the pandemic, the acceleration of telehealth adoption that we saw during the pandemic, the reimbursement uh, challenges, many of those being addressed, uh, and now care access, digital equity, health equity being top of mind for everyone. And we're we're all about to head to hymns and there's quite a lot on the agenda around health equity and we hear people talking about it all the time. So the good news is everybody's focused on it now. Um, the challenge is everybody's focused on it now. So there's a lot of folks in the ecosystem trying to figure out what that looks like. So I'd, I'd love to hear from you guys, starting with you, Jeff. What does great look like? What are we aiming for here? What it, What is the goal um, to sustainable consumer health engagement and who stands to benefit from that? And what problems is it going to solve for? Some are very obvious, but I know as you guys have, have built this model and begun to deliver, you've probably encountered some problems you didn't know existed that you're solving for or thought you were going to be solving for some problems that aren't truly problems. So it'd be great to hear what does that great look like? What, how, how have you built that uh, with Higgy? Yeah, and I think the interesting thing about healthcare is great's different for every uh, different type of organization you work with. Um, but we, we always start with the consumer at the center. Um, so in, in our in our view of the world, the consumer um, has control of their data and can decide what they can do with their data, who they share their data with, and and what what happens with their information. So I think the first thing I'll start with is the consumer and what's great for them, and then I'll talk about what's great for the other stakeholders that sit throughout that. So for for the consumer, I think it means that we can bring access to high quality uh, uh, primary care services to all. Um, and so uh, for the last four or five years, we've uh, been focused on not only providing access to you know, biometric screenings and risk scores, 
but we've we've added a uh, program we call Health Within Reach, in which uh, you know we enable our millions of people that sit down at our stations to fill out a screening and find out what resources are available to them in the community. So I think the key there is to continue to build the trust and add the access points so that we can reach people in the community centers, in the senior living centers, in the public housing centers, in the libraries, in the grocery stores, in the pharmacies across the country that they frequent. Um, yeah, someone goes to the doctor 1.2 visits a year on average. They spend 12 minutes with their primary care doctor. They take 83 trips to the grocery store. Uh, if you're a polychronic patient, you go to the, the pharmacy 26 times a year to talk to your pharmacist. Um, if you're doing RPM uh, the right way, we're having 12 visits plus per year. Uh, we're touching that consumer uh, patient uh, well over 200 times a year with monitoring. So, so you think about that you need those touch points for 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 making it easy for the consumer to access healthcare, to understand where they are in their healthcare situation, and then then navigate them to the right resources that they need. Do they need to talk to the doctor virtually through a telehealth visit? Uh, our next gen stations um, are doing that with Verizon Blue Jeans, right? They have the ability to just touch there, talk to a, a navigator, um, and they determine they need to talk to a doctor. You can do that right there on the station. So that's you know not worrying about the broadband challenges that people have, not worrying about the technology challenges, whether they they know their password to download an app. Like we removed all those barriers to get that accomplished. So that's what's good for the for the for the individual, for the consumer, for the patient, the member, depending upon how you look at uh, that world. I think what's good for others, it really comes down to the business model. You really have to understand the business model of healthcare um, and what's good for one organization may not be the same for others. Um, we think that the place where there's going to be greatest alignment is where there are risk-based models set up um, and that a primary care doctor or primary care resources are working in partnership with a, a plan uh, to uh, take greater responsibility of managing those patients. Um, and I think what's good for them is that they're reaching those patients, um, uh, understanding the risks that they're facing, not only the healthcare risks, but their their social, environmental, behavioral sort of risk factors that are going on, um, that we're providing resources um, that complement what the doctor needs so that the doctor shouldn't have to figure out where um, the person can get a ride to come to the doctor's office. That should be something we can take care of them for. Uh, the doctor should have to worry if they need some help at home. We should be able to set up personal care services. The doctor shouldn't have to be looking at all the data from remote monitoring devices because they actually have to take care of patients in their their doctor's offices or in the, do surgeries and things of that nature. What we should be doing is we should be putting care managers watching that data and writing escalation reports um, when they need to see that saying, hey, yeah, I know you have a patient scheduled at two o'clock, um, but we need you to bump that patient up because there's a patient that needs to see you right now because there's something going on. That's what's good for that doctor. They, they need all the support systems to know when they need to prioritize a new patient because some new information's come in. But we can't just dump all that data on them. We have to give it to them in actionable uh, ways so that they're, they're, they're not you know, trying to scramble through and look at all the information. We're going to give them specific insights on what they need to do and why it's important for them to do that and or give them the data so the next time they see that patient, they have a really easy way of seeing what's what's going on with that patient between the last visit and whether that care plan is working or they need to make some adjustments over time. So kind of the difference between what's good for the for the individual, I guess, and the difference yeah. for, I would say, a risk-based organization or an organization that's really trying to go in the community and affect healthcare and scale. Is that working, Day? Are you getting good feedback from clinicians about 
how that's you know wor- working into their workflows and you know the the, the alerting and and it's happening in a in an intuitive way something that's not disruptive to the way they're working today because that's the goal right yeah I, I think it's it's work in progress there's success uh successes early successes uh but i don't think anybody has that at scale uh i mean i think everyone's <laughs> working through the process right now of how how to bring together this because if, if this is sitting in silos I think that's one of the I think the, the learnings from the first phase of the digital health sort of uh, uh, companies is a lot of them launched there were point solutions that solved a specific issue, but they were disconnected from the doctor. They're disconnected from primary care. In some ways, they're they're talking things differently than what the primary care was suggesting, and that's just not going to be scalable. That's not going to help the patient. It doesn't help the doctor. In the long run, it doesn't help you know the plan either because they're going to have a confused patients in that whole process. So. Everything we've designed is to be an extension of primary care resources, care management resources, and uh, you know there are early successes in that. Um, but there's a lot more work to be done because this is all, you know, I think in the, the the early innings of 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 trying to take digital health, virtual health, and in-person health, and integrate that into a holistic way to coordinate, um, so that we can use digital where it's appropriate, escalate to virtual where it's appropriate and then move into in-person care for those that need to actually see in-person care. And that model is the model that will scale, and that's the model that we need to get to. Um, and I think that's what most people are working towards and a lot of the models you're, you're looking at the market. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. So I want to tell our listening audience that we're going to have a Higgy station in our booth at Hims uh, in two weeks in Chicago. So uh, come by and see us in booth 4048. Uh, you'll be able to sit down at one of these uh, Higgy Health stations and really experience uh, what that looks like uh, and talk to the Higgy team. But I was thinking, Jeff, it might be helpful to walk uh, our audience through what does that experience look like uh, if I'm, you know, your, your target uh, member, patient, consumer of those services. Um, can, you, can you walk us through what what an experience on, and not just at the station, but what happens after that and how you continue to care for that patient, especially if they aren't in the system somewhere already. So uh, happy to do that. Um, I think you know, the, the experience can start at the station. It also can start by digital signage that sits in a senior living center, in a, in a food pantry, in, uh, in a doctor's office uh, where you can scan a QR code, or it could be a web link in a newsletter or um, in, in that, an email that you send to a patient. So what we do with that is we can start with building a, a profile on the individual. We can uh, deliver a risk assessment um, offline, if you will, and identify risk factors. Um, and then we can, based on uh, known risks, we can actually navigate them to a health station. So we can start off station uh, with targeted populations and reach out to them and identify them, then navigate them to a station. Or we can start right at the station. And if we start right at the station, um, the experience in the station um, really supports the, the customer's need of better understanding the, the individual and, and gather that information and then navigating them to the appropriate services. So uh, on our platform, when you sit down at the station, um, the station currently uh, has uh, the ability to take your blood pressure, has the ability to take weight, pulse, uh, complete uh, accretion of an account, uh, also, the ability to complete risk assessments that our customers want that uh, individual to, to complete. But we don't make the consumer actually figure all that out. When you sit down at the station um, and you you start the journey, we have a guided experience. So you can walk right through that guided experience. So the first thing we ask the user to do is give us their basic information. So get their name, get their email, get their mobile phone number, consent to engage digitally with them. So now we have a connection with them. 
Uh, they can complete the profile, which would add on conditions they're managing, along with race and ethnicity and other important information that's necessary to provide the appropriate care. Uh, consumer can opt and say, I'll do this later. We can come back and get that information later. Uh, after we do that, we allow the consumer to um, uh, take their blood pressure, and as I mentioned, take their weight. Uh, they also can join um, a digital engagement program, which we call Health Guide. Uh, and Health Guide is a program in which uh, as you sign up, you uh, indicate the behaviors that you would like to try to affect. So we have content that we've curated with the American Heart Association around stress and anxiety, smoking cessation, adherence, um, and, and a couple other areas. And, and what that does is we, we learn from the consumer what behaviors they want to change that can actually start improving their health. So we, we learn what their interests are because it's really important for us to support their areas of interest. Um, when you finish that journey, then you um, you, you sign out. Um, we send you a message after that with uh, information on the screening, so you can actually can see your data for free. Uh, we store all that information in the cloud, so you can access it through mobile or web. Uh, and then based on the programs that you just joined, um, we will start you on digital journeys. So for example, if you may filled out uh, our vaccine guide, we would not only share with you the vaccines that are appropriate to you based on your conditions and your age, and, your gender, but we would also uh, then put you into a drip campaign over the next eight months talking about the why vaccines are safe, why they're effective, because it's not just about telling the consumer what they need. We have to inform them and educate them why it's safe, why it's affected, why they can trust them. We've learned a lot from the pandemic that, you know, we knew this beforehand, but it, it was very much highlighted uh, during the pandemic. There's a lot of mistrust uh, on a lot of things in healthcare. And so it's it's about building that trust, and that's why you know in our platform um, we have fifty percent open rates on our emails, and 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 people trust the information we provide because we go at it very slowly. We give them the information in ways they understand it, and if they opt out, we can take them off the off the engagement really quickly. So that's kind of the experience that we take sort of in your initial journey. Um, if you join that health guide, then we would navigate you to come back on a regular basis, remind you to check in a couple times a month. Uh, as you're working with a health plan or an ACO, potentially you have higher risk, we can send a cellular enabled cough scale glucometer to the home. So instead of coming back to that station, if you need to take maybe daily or you know, your, your blood pressure on a more regular basis, we can actually start moving that to the home uh, versus using the station. So that's the broader sort of experience uh, within this. Um, in that process, if you're again doing this on behalf of a customer, you can do this on your own, but you also can do this in partnership with your plan or provider. You can consent to share that data. If you do, we'll move that data right into the clinical workflow. We can move that into the care management uh, platform or the analytics platform of the health plan, or we can move that right into the EMR um, of the of the provider if that's um, uh, something that the consumer opts in to do. Um, they can share that data. Again, as we said, you know, the yeah. consumer owns their data, so at any point they can go online and stop sharing that data. Um, and at any point they can go online and they can delete their account. So we're very much into ensuring that the consumer you know, owns and controls their health information um, and very respectful of what we do with that information over time. That's amazing. You used the word navigate a number of times there, but you know, the word that came to mind when you, when you were speaking was really stewardship, stewarding that patient, really caring for them at every point along the way, which is what healthcare has really needed uh, in these spaces. So, um, yeah, that's, that's an end-to-end process that's pretty impressive. Thanks for joining us for part one of this two-part episode on consumer health engagement with Karen Finger, Verizon's Healthcare Practice, and Jeff Bennett, CEO of Higgy. We're going to hit the pause right there. 
and come back next time for part two. Thanks for joining us.